It is another edition of the Union Soccer Pod, and we got kids to talk about. We have a season that's like a week, just over a week away. Very close. Union season right around the corner, and we got some new Jim Curtin quotes. So a lot of things we can go over right here on the Union Soccer Pod. My name is John Jansen. You can follow me at jjansen34, and the star of the show, the one you get all your union news from, and the union substack. Joe Tanzi, you can follow at JTanzi90. Uh, Joe, you getting the uh, catching the MLS bug? We're almost there. Yeah, I mean, this is this might be the only place you guys can hear us talk about the union this year. So uh, make sure you make sure you're subscribed to the uh, to the Substack. I, we got actually real quick, kind of thank oh, yeah. you. Um, we got I posted the podcast last one we did on the Substack um, over I guess two weekends ago. And the response to that was great. Got a lot of listens through that. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Thank um, you to everyone that listened yes. to that, by the way. Appreciate um, it. Subscribe to the Substack. It's pinned the latest piece from the press conference today is pinned at the top of my Twitter profile. Um, tell all your friends, all, anybody who uh, likes the union, follows the union. Um, hopefully, there's a. I have a big story feature in the works for for next week that I've been there you go. For. That's a tease. Yeah. So there's, you, a, there's, you a know tease. what people, I don't think people appreciate this. You're getting full-time <laughs> writer, Joe Tanzi back. All right. Not so radio host pre post game. Oh, you're getting full-time Joe Tanzi writing. That's only a good thing for you. Soccer. Yeah. And, and hopefully the, the site I write for doesn't go defunct in the middle of the season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Yeah. I'm still man, with the way with the way things are going, the trends that are happening in this this crazy <laughs> business, man. Well, no that's idea. That, that's why I went to the Substack. I was there like, look, go. the last the last time I like full time did the writing thing on the MLS beat, <laughs> pro, pro Soccer USA went the way of the internet the second the pandemic hit, and I I couldn't tell you where to even find. Even uh, even in my even in my Google Docs, where to to find any of those stories? The lovely world of sports <laughs> journalism, where you could work anywhere at this point, and you're probably going to get laid off. It is very so, sad, I'm, and uh, that's yes. why Substack. Substacks are the thing. Sign up for Joe's Substack here. Yes, we will have some type of subscription uh, and free articles uh, starting March first. Uh, I will detail more of that when we get to that point, but there will be some free. Well, yeah, we'll roll. You got to do this yeah. better, Joe. We will roll all of that out. You got to you got to say the words. Roll it out. The oh, red carpet the for the big premiere of the Union Soccer Substack. So just stay tuned for big news. Come on, Joe. You got to get better at this. Well, <laughs> got to promote. I, I, all right. Here, here's here's the promote. I I dare you to go find any other. There you go. Any That's other right. any other pieces of yeah. coverage. And I dare you to find the features that are up on the Substack already with about a third of the team. I dare you to find any type of that. That's it. That's the Joe, that's a Joe Tansy. That's the attitude I want. There you go. <laughs> and I can I can guarantee you it will the coverage you get in the Substack will be different than you get from uh having to write for other audiences. I'll Man. I'll I'll leave it at that. You are growing right in front of her eyes. You're like a union homegrown. It's just immediate, you know, immediate growth. I, 
God, if if I'm still considered a homegrown 10 years yeah. into the speed, then we got problems. <laughs> All right, let, let's get into it. We'll start off first. The the big announcement. I know they're doing something February 18th uh, to really reveal these kits, but we got a glimpse and a good look at the new kits for the Philadelphia Union. Uh, Joe, if you can just go into a little bit of detail of um, because I know there's always a theme with these kits and what the theme is for this one and uh, what they were going for here. Yeah. So the thing on Saturday, I think is like a a season kickoff event for the fans. Um, I'm very happy that they didn't do a kit release on a Saturday morning. Uh, That's (laughs) that's, why. What else are you doing on a Saturday morning? uh, Probably gambling on the Bundesliga. Um, (laughs) 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 For being honest. That's um, true. Or betting the over on Leeds United matches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so way back. I think this is now, and correct me if, if you're listening, if I'm wrong, I think it's now four years in the process or roughly that timeline. Um, they created the, the collective and it's a bunch of fans. Um, I think one of the PR people at the time actually asked me if I wanted to be um invited into it i i declined um just because I, I i think at that point i didn't have like the time to be down in, in chester multiple nights um during the week but there were um countless individuals with the uh, employed by the union um people who have covered the team fans you name it um have been a part of this collective for quite a quite a while now and it takes a long time for Adidas to get these proofs uh, finalized. So like this, this away kit, which I'm deeming the English muffin kit um, for, for two, for many reasons. Uh, it's a good thing. No, it's a good thing. Um, Why does it been- always got to involve the English? You know, why does soccer always have to have <laughs> ties to the English? Um, so this is, this has been in the works for a while. And what I will say, can about we just be MLS- American muffins? Come on. <laughs> What I will say about MLS is they've gotten more creative recently and it, it helps. Look, um, the Bayou kit, the, the light blue lightning bolt, that's going to go down as an all-timer. Uh, not just with the union, but going to. Them. Already has. That one's but, sick. Well, yeah. When we look back on it in 10 years, I'm like, oh, oh like that's like, that was the, the creme de la creme of, of kits at that time. So that's why I look at this and I'm like, it, it, it's such a, it's such a good thing for MLS because uh, we spent jersey release after jersey release talking about, excuse me, these bland white kits that, oh, they're just different because it, it's cream or it's off white or it's um, electric white or whatever type of descriptor you want to use. It's it's it was a white jersey, it's what it was. Uh, so for the secondary kit a few years ago to be released and to be that phenomenal. And I, I kind of blogged a few thoughts on it yesterday. It's at an incredibly high standard. Like this, this Jersey is still good. I like this Jersey. It's just that I it's like following it up in all time. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like that's, that's what we have to, to realize is I think because we were so blown away by everything about that, that light blue lightning bolt kit. It was different. It was new colors. It was everything different from what you expected in an MLS kit. Where now, this one's still very good. But 
compared to the other one, it obviously is a little bit lackluster because the first one was so good. It's it's like the sequel can't always be as good as the original. You're a big movie guy. You know how that works. Yeah. Sequels but, are never as good, but they can still be good, though. Exactly. So I think that's what we uh, it's the conclusion I came to yesterday when I kind of block my thoughts. And um, look, it's it's like an English muffin when you look at breakfast foods. It's good. It's not great, but it's very serviceable and gets the job done. And it's like, it's not at the bottom of your breakfast power rankings. I know we're probably encroaching on on Kevin Kincaid's Mount Rushmore territory here, but (laughs) the English muffins are like, they're not the worst breakfast food. It's not, you know, perfectly in the middle. It is. And that's what this jersey is. It's perfectly in the middle compared to the the lightning bolt kit. And then, no, you know what an English muffin is? It gets the job done better than any other breakfast sandwich one. Because, like, you know, I think a lot of people too. like the McGriddle. The McGriddle's inconvenient to eat, especially waffle ones. I don't like waffle ones. A biscuit crumbles all the time. It doesn't hold. An English muffin is just solid, keeps the sandwich together. It's just a perfect, suitable type of bread for uh, a breakfast sandwich. And that's what this is. This is just <laughs> solid, real an Eng- solid. An English muffin is a blue collar uh, lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a Philly kind of breakfast sandwich. All right. And so if we're going to do, if we're going to do this analogy, then the last union Jersey was an everything bagel. Okay. The, it's just yes. the best one. <laughs> that's that's not debatable. A bacon, a bacon, egg and cheese on an everything bagel. Yeah. Oh, Spe- specific, specifically the Sunday morning uh, after after drinking. You are and right up my to, alley. To, to I, cure, I've been ordering the so hangover. many bagel places. Literally a place called Bagel Place. I, Dude, at breakfast sandwiches are my jam. So this is right up my alley, this analogy. All right. And in yeah. English, this is exactly an English muffin sandwich. It's a perfect one. It's just one of those sandwiches that like, hey, maybe I could get something better. But this is still, this is good. This is good. This is solid. This is going to hold who together need, my sandwich. Who needs soccer analysis in MLS preseason? Because we don't have for me. We don't have games to watch. So what the, hell, what the hell else are we going to talk about? Because I, <laughs> and also because, and this is, this hasn't happened to me in a while and because I don't get jerseys anymore, but this is the first time in a while that I, I actually went on the MLS shop.com, whatever to get to, to see how much the prices were for the Jersey. And I'm staring at this, this new kit with Daniel Gazdag 10 on the back. And I look over to my right and I see my lightning bolt kit with Daniel Gazdag six on the back. I'm like, cool. I already have an outdated Jersey. (laughs) I've had this this thing for like four months. I'm like, this thing is that this doesn't exist anymore. Great. Yeah. I mean, look, look, at least the player's still on the team. So my, my bar with jerseys is at least the player's still on the team. I don't care if they change the number because I've had so many jerseys that within a year player gone, at least he's still there. It's just that, that kit's not, not there, and that number is not there. I'm like, cool, very outdated. And, and look, I'll, I'll make this point. And okay, what, first of all, it finally gets us something buzzworthy to talk about, at least for like 24, 48 hours in terms of the regular season. MLS has just done an absolute horrible job at strumming up excitement for what this this which is a season. very MLS season. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. when you look. It's it's not that. I know MLS does this every year and it's just like hard that they, they have a hard time drumming up excitement, but 
you have to drum up excitement when it's your first season on a new platform that people have to pay money for. You have to yeah. get this is not like, hey, tune into your local PHL 17 broadcast and bam, it's there. It's like, no, 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 no. You have people paying to watch you now and you have to get them excited and wanting to pay for your product. And they still just like sat on their hands and, and, like, yeah, and hopefully and you guys tune in. It's even more upsetting when Jim Curtin's kind of hinted at it. Um, other team social media accounts have actually tweeted at it that the, the Apple deal is actually the thing that's preventing them from doing preseason streams, which what yeah and which to me just makes no sense like i i don't know i don't know the specifics but that's what kind of the that's the va- the vague hints we've been me. getting is because the because jim Curtin said during his press conference last week he was like yeah like we want to stream them we just we're, we can't and so, I, I, I like that blows my mind because i i think what what you should do in the off season especially on a new platform, give them streams, give them an mm-hmm. idea of what it could potentially sound like, look like. I know they gave you some off-season content, but like really promote a show. We're seeing this with golf. We're seeing this with tennis. We've seen this with the NFL, these documentary type things. I know they have some of them. Do go all in with one. So they, you know, they, do, really they, pro- do, they do have the, so to their defense, MLS. I know they have I've, some I've stuff got, out there, yeah, but like it, I, it should have been so much more. It's all on Apple, and they're all kind of shorts, and they're all no, no. Uh, they're shorts. all about the. They're all about no they're shorts. All about the, yeah, you want. I know a exactly. Full fledged. Put a big, huge yeah. production behind something. Really get people excited for this. I know exactly what you're talking about because I got into F1 by watching Drive to Survive on Netflix. Exactly that dude. Had, that show. I think that show was a blueprint for. I know Hard Knocks was kind of um, a, a blueprint for that, but F1. But you already watched that, you. You already watched the NFL though. Right, right. And yeah. F1 was the one that really took advantage of, hey, we can promote our sport by raising the stakes, by mm-hmm. by showing you what the drama is. And I, I think every sport has taken advantage of that. Uh, I heard the the golf thing on Netflix is really good. There's going to be a tennis one that's going to be amazing. Uh, because I, think that's so already, I think that's already out. Because is I think it out? The, I need to watch it. I haven't checked out the date for that, I but think, I want to watch it. I think it. because everyone that was featured on there lost like the first three rounds of the Australian open. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But like, like MLS. So to your point, MLS doesn't need to have maybe the, the Netflix spectacular, but no. if you're going to, but if you're going to do something to do, if, if you're going to do something to the strum up excitement, like, look, the Apple thing is, is awesome. I really do think it's going to be, end up being something good for the league because Apple is going to throw all their resources behind it. And that's something you don't see with with MLS. You don't see um, a TV provider, streaming service, whatever, throw their full muscle behind it. So I think in the long run, yes, it's going to pay off immensely for MLS. But right now, what's the outside of me being a soccer nut and watching like four hours of the Europa League today? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like what the, the casual soccer fan? What's their last? What's the last soccer match they probably watched? The World Cup final? Yeah. And bef- like, so the the lasting memory of just soccer in general, for most, if, if you broaden this out to America, not just the Philadelphia market, is they watch the World Cup final. They're not thinking about MLS, mainly because it's not in the, the conversation immediately, but also because the World Cup happened and then the Super Bowl happened 
And then you know, we're on to, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting. Or I think that that's kind of a – it's not a direct comparison, but, like, pitchers and catchers reported this week. I know for a fact that if I wanted to, I could turn on MLB Network every day. And there's 100%. going to be hundred percent. There's going to be some. There's going to be some type of pre, uh, you know, spring training game. Now, am I going to watch the Phillies' number three starter at at single A pitch two innings? No, but I at least know it's there. I at least know it's in the background. I at least know that if I really desperately wanted to watch spring training, or say say Andrew Painter was pitching an inning, in an I could watch that. I can do the same thing with NFL preseason. I can do the same thing with NBA preseason. I can do the same thing with NHL preseason. MLS preseason has always been very spotty and sketchy when it comes to Right, streams. and the thing is, it doesn't have to be because they have Apple now. So it's not – I'll say this because I know we, we've done the, the preseason conversation yeah. before, and I really wish every team could get it. But even if every team can't, the NFL does this, and it, it's so good. They still have national games. It's not every week or every game, but they still have mm-hmm. national games throughout the preseason. One of them, the Hall of Fame game. I think they even do a Monday night football broadcast as well uh, yeah. for one of the preseason games. Like, Which it's, kind it's, of basically serves as test runs for those broadcasts. It's, it's that year. test runs. It's to get you excited for the season. It's to tell you all of the drama, the storylines coming into the season, to give predictions before the year, to talk about which teams could end up being good or not. What that game is, is in, you know, you put it on the, the, the product on the screen and like everybody's tuning in to see mm-hmm. just this soccer game because nobody cares about the soccer game but during the pregame you could talk about the season what you're excited for what teams you're looking out for and then as you get to the broadcast and you have two maybe good teams you could talk about well here's why the philadelphia union this season it's just a way to advertise your product it's an event it's that's what tells me joe that they are far behind on this apple thing and i don't know how far behind or like what the behind the scenes look is like here with apple tv but if they were ready for this and all things where systems go, I think they would have at least done one of those events, do a sort of test run, but not just a test run, use it to promote, hey, this is MLS on Apple TV. This is what yeah. it's going to be like. This is what you're excited. This is what we're excited for. And this is why you should pay whatever, $100 for the year mm-hmm. to watch this. And, and even for this. And to, to kind of your point here, it, even if it's like a four team tournament in at Wide World of Sports. Like, exactly. I, I, I don't. I don't need to watch all. All no. With twenty nine, thirty. You don't need to see every preseason game. No. You don't need to see every second of every preseason game. But, but if you, you could, should have rolled out something. Yeah. If you could at least say, "Hey, let's do like what two cameras and wide world of sports," where it's where games have been broadcasted many times before. All the teams are in either Florida or Arizona for the most part. I know some teams have gone overseas and right. have gone to Mexico. Bring out like, your top studio analysts. Do yeah. a show from there. You know, talk about the season. It's just a way to get excitement and, and, and from, an event. From, you know, yeah. it's, it's like sports are built around big events. And the NFL, there's a Hall of Fame game where a lot of people watch it. Mm-hmm. And not because it's... You know, it's everybody wants to watch the third stringer for the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth quarter. It's because quarter. it's football. It's because it's football, and it's because they're talking about the season. They're mm-hmm. going over things for the season. That's what that is for. It's it's for hey, football's here. Here's what mm-hmm. it looks like. Here's what we're excited for. And MLS did none of that on Apple TV. When they now they have a platform to do it, and they have all these people that they have signed, and all these mm-hmm. this really good talent. I would love to hear Danny Higginbottom 
on an Apple TV broadcast in the pregame, you know, talking about the season. I would love to see that. What well, he, they, and, and just yeah. to pick his brain. Right. And all these, you know, all these studio analysts to be talking about the season. That I is think, something I would tune in to watch. I think that the product as a whole will, will be really good. But I do think there's going to be some growing pains on, on these studio shows, these whip around shows. I, I appreciate Apple putting all of the, at least from all the, the press releases I read, it's there, which is awesome. But you're right. Like, give me, give me just like dangle the carrot in front of, you. like, give me, give me a little something to show. Exactly. Hey, this is this is worth investing. I'm not asking for every preseason game to be streamed, but like you said, if if you can, at least give me like a four, six, maybe eight team, kind of get together in in a place where it's easier to broadcast. Um, now. The clubs have to agree to that too, because some of the clubs have done closed door scrimmages uh, because of trialists and whatever. Like we're, we take for granted here with a complete roster, but there are countless teams across the league that are still trying to figure out the rest of their depth, and they may not want that on on video. Which you know, that's another hey, discussion. Get used for to it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get used to it. Yeah. Like so the things. This is a this is a product to be sold for entertainment. Yep. Entertain us, and everybody wants to. And I'm sure fans of that team want to know what it's going to look like. You know, I know that maybe you don't want to give a competitive advantage or, you know, put things on film, but you got to, like, this is, yeah. this is just the way sports work. Like, like everything's for, gotta be put on film and everything we, we need to know these things and we need to see these things. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of, so I'm going through the, the Apple TV right now and I'm just on, I'm just on the unions page. So this is stuff that's, that's pretty much been there from the start. So you have the, the rich, you know, the ritual series, you have uh, top five goals of, of 2022, you have a club profile and you have interviews with Andre Blake and Jack McGlynn from media day, which was in mid to late January. Other than that, like I have not enough, like, okay, the volume is there. So if I want to go back and, and scout an opponent 2022, which I'll probably do, cause I'll look at, say what, what Wilfred Nancy's Montreal team did against the union and what could be done with the crew next, next week. You can do that, but like, and, and I know the content is required and is coming and I'm seeing multiple teams saying, here, we're going to do weekly shows and, and all this, but like dangle the carrot in front of me. And, or if, you, if you're a fan, I kind of use this too, dangle it in front of me, show me why, this needs to be subscribed to ASAP other than just watching the games. Because another mistake I think they're making is they're making like four or five games free to watch every week. I think, I think that's a bad idea because if you're someone like, like me, I might just, be, I might just say, okay, I'll go to the home matches and then I'll just watch whatever's free. Right. Like there are people that will do that, and I don't blame them for that. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, I don't know I why get, you wouldn't just do one game. Like here's our big national yeah. national game Correct. of the weekend, which is good. Which the national game is supposed to be over there on Fox anyway. Right, so that's there. Like I don't. I right. well, if they want to do one on Fox yeah. and one on Apple TV, two games. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Like, we don't. I, that we would don't, be completely fine. We don't need. Yeah, the that entire, seems a little aggressive. Or we five. don't need we don't need the entire five game West Coast West Coast slate on Saturday night to be free because the people that are going to be watching those games or people that are watching 
San Jose play Portland at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night are the same people that are going to subscribe to Apple TV for MLS. Let's be honest here. There's no, there are very few casuals that are going to be like, I'm going to go watch the, the earthquakes past midnight. The psychos will, but the casuals <laughs> won't. So like, why not, why not just put it behind the screen anyway? Again, these in the grand scheme of things, these are probably just minor critiques. And again, this is all kind of we have to, the, but to it's talk what, about. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, no. I, and I agree. It does. It does seem minor because it, it seems like the MLS is taking this huge step in the coverage that they're going to have and all of the options that they'll have available in terms of you know Apple TV, this platform, and they're going which, to have you know this, by the this way, whip around they thing. Did, they're they're, they're going to have all these things. But Joe, every league already has this. Yeah, like this. This seems like a giant step forward, but this just feels like they're catching up with everybody else. And I know that seems unfair because like. Yeah. It's Major League Baseball and the NBA, like all these leagues that have been around for a long time. But, you know, you're playing catch-up, though, and this just seems like a necessary step, but I feel like there there needed to be more. And because this yeah. thing got put together, I think – I hate to be so critical about it because I don't think it was sloppy. It's just, man, really slow on getting this together. I think if there was a sense of urgency getting it together, yeah. you could have done a lot more to really, really hype this thing up. Now, to, to some positives. To your point from the last podcast – we do have established broadcast parodies. That was released this week. That's nice. very good. That's very good. Uh, the union for the first union game is going to be Steve Cangelosi, who did the Red Bulls games, um, and Danny Higginbotham. Look, I know you're going to associate the guy with with Red Bull, and he's Red Bull's guy, but he's very good. Cangelosi is is very very good. Because most of them are. They got some really yeah. good. I even think they got a WWE guy. Uh, who does Monday Night Raw? I think he's. Well, he that. was. He did soccer before he had the Raw. Deal. Yeah, I know. He was, yeah, Atlanta, I know. he was Atlanta's guy for a while. I just that. saw that. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I get, I get some cool wrestling connection here. That's amazing. <laughs> but like, I, like I'm ex- like as an as an OG watching MLS, I'm excited for Max Bredos and, and Brian Dunseth. Yeah. I assume we'll do some, a bunch of the West Coast games. But like, if you watched Fox Soccer Channel back in the day, I mean, Max has been a a voice in MLS for forever. So like, it, you're gonna have your favorite broadcast pairings but the consistency is nice uh it's nice that they rolled that out this week i'm a fan of that because now you get people to to know it's it's like the the nfl when fox releases hey kevin burkhardt's doing this game joe davis is doing this game chris myers is doing the the 4 p.m game that you can only get in phoenix arizona like you have the consistency there so i like that I, that i'm a fan of and I'm sure the product. As yeah, it goes and look, on, I still be good, man. I I still liked regional broadcasters and like tights to your team, but as long as you keep it consistent like that, because you know it, in the NFL, you're right. I for the most part, we hear the same broadcasters on Eagles games, and then when we mm-hmm. know the Eagles are at four o'clock and it's the America's game of the week on Fox, you know we're getting Burkhart yeah. and Olson. So, yeah, I, I I hope there is a, at least a bit of consistency in that way because that would definitely Apple- help. I think our, our biggest thing here is Apple will be good and the resources behind it. I think are so. Impressive. I think, I think they but will. Like, yeah. it, it's we're a week and a half away from the, the season starting and. Wish you could have got more already. Wish you could have got a little and, more. And this, this is, this is the caveat I'll, I'll throw into this whole discussion. We're incredibly lucky in Philadelphia because the, the PR staff that the union have, the coaching staff and the personalities that the union have are more than accommodating to do weekly press conferences during preseason. 
to give us as many updates as possible from preseason games. I'm sure the people running the live blog have 10 other responsibilities they have while they're in Florida because they can't bring the entire operation south. But I think we take that for granted sometimes is we have all this information given to us and all these press conferences given to us. Where certain teams, they just do a preseason press conference and they're like, we're done. And, you know, here, go try and glean some information from either being in person in Florida or Arizona or social media. So I think that that has to be, and this goes for the entire season, really, is the media access that we have with the union um, is the best in the league. Like, I hear horror stories from, and and I've dealt with it in, in past jobs where it takes them two weeks just to respond to an email. Whereas, you know, I know this is the inside baseball segment of the, the, the show, but like, I think a lot of appreciation has to go towards the people behind the scenes that you don't know their names because they make these people available. The, the, the coaches and the players are, are more than willing to sit down and have a chat. And that makes this coverage so much better. It makes the people on the outside um, get to get to kind of learn who these players are even more. Um, so that, that to me is, is a huge thing. And, and not that we take it for granted up here, but like we're used to it. Like if, if Jim Curtin doesn't speak on a Wednesday or a Thursday, everyone's like, wait, what's going on? You know, what, what happened? So I think that that part is in terms of like preseason information, like we have so much and, and so much has already been put out on, on Substack because of, the the accessibility that we have, whereas uh, I, I'm not going to name teams because I don't know how teams are now. What I dealt with in the past, there were certain teams that kind of took that or didn't care about that level of coverage, and they better care. And that was with it. Apple yeah. TV. Well, they have requirements now with Apple. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the hope is that like they, yes, there are more requirements, and you know when uh, when a streaming platform is paying that you know a, yeah. a billion dollars to stream your product, yeah, they want access to pretty much like when it's whatever. when it's mid July and I have to look up something on say San Jose, and I'll use them as an example because they just announced their content team to do these things. But if I want to find nice. something out about if I want to say, say something or find something out about the earthquakes, I can, and I can go to their, their team page on Apple and hopefully get the weekly update or whatever, because the injury report too, in, in MLS, and this comes into getting in bed with, with betting companies and betting sponsorships too, is you, you got to have the injury report. Like I was about to first, say, is that the team. next step? Kind of this integration of gambling. I don't know how much Apple TV is willing to do that or wanting to do that. But obviously, that's been a big part of sports now, and I just wonder I mean, how much the it. gambling aspect. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna. Oh we're yeah, gonna we'll it. absolutely do it. One hundred percent, we will. Uh, but it's it's like how willing are they on that platform to do it? And I find that interesting. It that so that thing is gonna be fascinating. So like, I've seen a, a few different like pieces of content pop out through the timeline, and look if if you like for example the the preseason MLS Cup lines are still adjusted to NYC's got like Castellanos and everything like that's right. <laughs> like we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit next week. But like, if you look at the week one odds, I guarantee you 
they'll probably be what at least two underdogs of, of plus 250 or higher yeah. that end up winning because the odds take time to adjust and yeah that's that's another frontier that mls still has to uh completely dive into all right let's move over to some actual union news instead of ranting about yeah, uh, apple tv instead of us two clowns just ranting because we don't have any game action to talk about i yet. know <laughs> and just like behind the scenes stuff for everyone joe is like hey let's do nice crisp 30 minute podcast and obviously we can't do that. This happened on the post game show too, by the way, all year long last year. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, it's only supposed to be 30 minutes. We're like, Oh, it'll be really quick. You know, it's whatever it's during the summer and Saturday, whatever. And then all of a sudden this like 30 minute post game show we are going to do turns into then, 45, 50 then all minutes. this, all of a sudden I'm getting like all hot and bothered about Michael yeah, right. runs <laughs> in between the center backs yeah. and going on like a 10 minute, <laughs> a 10 minute, like, Hey, here's, here's oh what's so God. awesome. Oh, that happened you will, all the time. Which you will get more of. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Subscribe to subscribe. Or subscribe to Substack. We might have some uh, yeah. some in-depth stuff now that we have all the the game stuff in. Who knows? We might do video, Joe. Do you want do you wanna do you want me to put your, your face in front of a camera? We can do that. I've always said a, they've always <laughs> said I've had a face for radio. That's why yeah, the last yeah, two years too. worked out so well. Yeah, me, me, me too, Joe. <laughs> All right, so to some union news. Uh, first thing, Holden Trent. He signs uh, an MLS deal, and I know Jim Curtin talked about that and obviously going to get some games with the union too, as he said. But yeah. what, if anything, with this signing of Holden Trent, do you expect? First of all, it was surprising they even made a draft pick this year. Right. I think the the factoids where he's like the first draft pick in like and five it was surprising years. that I think so many people cared about that draft pick. Yeah, because we've not cared about the MLS super draft for I know forever. Right. Um, which it's <laughs> we're not it's used no to that. And all of a sudden we make one and you're like, oh my gosh, let's break it yeah. down in a million ways. <laughs> um so he's gonna be the third goalkeeper. Um look, Matt Freeze in a similar vein to, to John McCarthy back in the day, wanted to get or compete for playing time and be you a number one goalkeeper. Uh, no. <laughs> um, McCarthy, I believe, went to the USL level first. I think he went to Tampa Bay Rowdies um, and then worked his way back into MLS with the, the playing time. Um, I think with Miami first and then out to LAFC. But you got to get you got to get minutes. And for Matt Freeze, that path was to NYCFC. Uh, Sean Johnson is now in Toronto. We'll do the whole season preview next week. Like uh, you're going to listen to ten more different season previews, and we'll probably mix. Oh, we'll probably mix. We'll probably mix the betting angles in a little more. Are than, we going to do? What people. are we going to call it? We're going to call it the the usual, just the extravaganza, the preseason <laughs> <laughs> extravaganza, three hours of union coverage. Um. So yeah, he's the, he's the third goalkeeper. Um, he'll get time with Union too. Uh, but they were, they've been really impressed with all the, uh, the um, attributes he brings uh, continue to develop as a goalkeeper as well. Jim Curtin said, you know, he's not going to not going to improve just doing five aside drills. So, uh, which is right. Um, also a lot of, a lot of credit to Phil Wedden, the goalkeeping coach from Jim Curtin today in the press conference, um, not just as a goalkeeping coach, but as a, as a whole, as an assistant, what he means to the club. So um and, and part of that was helping Holden Trent um, adjust from don't know what conference high point university is in, but I know it's not a, a high major. And 
I can imagine that transition can be tough uh, to the MLS level, especially the level it is now. Um, so it's a credit to, to Holden Trent for uh, latching on to everything this preseason and for, for Phil Wedden as well to help him along as the goalkeeping coach, as he should. So, um, yeah, the roster is complete for now. Um, yeah, Jim Curtin's going to use the company line saying we're always looking for improvements, which you have to because what if happens if, if someone leaves? Um, Jose Martinez posted on Instagram and social media one more year. Look, he's got a club option for next year as well, so they're not going to let him walk for free, even if this is his last year. I think that was more of a loss in translation type thing. Um, he will – and I, I kind of want to mention this real quick. I'm not trying to come off as an a-hole or anything, but he was linked to Besiktas in Turkey. A lot of things, unfortunately, have unfolded in Turkey over the last two weeks with the earthquake. Because imagine that the situation right now is a little fragile and that the, the Turkish league isn't exactly at the forefront of every, everyone's conversations. Um, and if they're the only team bidding for Jose Martinez, which it sounded like that was the case, you'd have to think things are way more important than a, a soccer player right now. And if, if you're Jose, do you even like look into that knowing that um, there are more important things going on? Uh, in Turkey right now. So maybe that played a role in it as well because the Turkish transfer window, I think, closed last week, not in January. But that's a little detail to maybe provide some context in um, if that is the case. Uh, but the roster is complete. Jim Curtin said today, um, got nine starting caliber midfielders. Good luck trying to figure out who's, who's starting where. Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. Like I think, I think we know what the eleven could look like next Saturday, but what does the eleven look like in Champions League, in Leagues Cup? Like, there's so many different varieties, uh, which is going to make this exciting for us because it's not just going to be the same four-two-three-one and the same four-four-two diamond. It's going to be kind of these two tens. You play three at the back because you have Damian Lowe and Brandon Craig now uh, available to play at center back. You know, how does this? How does better people rotate if? Jose is suspended or needs some rest. Is Flock back there? Can Perea or Odata play back there? Like, it's going to be so fascinating to see how all those puzzle pieces come together. I think that's, to me, what makes this team, at least in the preseason, way more fascinating than last year because we knew what the pieces were last year. We still know what they are this year, but they're going to be used differently. And, and there's just the more gen- of them. Yeah, and there's actual proof from the, these preseason lineup graphics that Jim Curtin is going to different tactical um, formations. And he's talked about it openly in every press conference and how these guys can be used. Like today was Joaquin Torres, who Jim has had nothing but positive things to say. Like he lights up when he talks about Joaquin Torres. That to me, just reading the body language, because I haven't seen like... Oh man, if is he going to be the new uh, Julian Carranza? Because last year, remember in the preseason... And we talked with him uh, yeah. on our union extravaganza. He was ranting and raving about Carranza. He's mm-hmm. like, this guy is going to be a difference maker. He's so good. And he was everything is advertised. So uh, if Jim Kern gets excited about a player, that definitely gets me excited. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't He doesn't just say it to say oh, it. Yeah. And, and last week, he he singled out Jesus Bueno. And ooh, that, nice. So that that's another thing that makes you go, ooh, interesting, Jim. He doesn't single out player. <laughs> he doesn't single out players often. 
he he doesn't. That's just never been his style. But the fact that the last two weeks now, I know he was specifically asked about Joaquin Torres today, but he went into probably more detail than that over any answer. So to have hear that and you know, Dodd is a, a a physical specimen. Like I mean, I'm very intrigued to see what what he can do. Pere has been in MLS for a while, so I, I can imagine the the motivation is there to kind of prove that he can be a, a factor and he's got the U.S. men's national team potentially looking at him as well, um, depending on how his progress is. So, yeah, and I think Jim said the Leon Flock was on the preliminary list for January camp too. So, like, there's, there, there's all sorts of different motivators within that midfield. I think we know who's going to start up top. I think we know who's going to start at the back. Um, but that midfield, man, and you could do so many different things with it, which is going to make it, so yeah. fascinating and, and we'll find out within like a month or two of like who's yeah, who's the preferred right. away team who's the preferred home team oh like, yeah you'll know pretty pretty quickly from the decision making so what what I, I think is impressive for me is they have all of these games that are going to happen this season and look big aspirations they want to be uh, MLS Cup champions and I'm sure they want to make some kind of Champions League run uh, because they did pretty well in the last one like this is a team mm-hmm. that obviously a lot of aspirations. I don't think you could be as as much prepared as the union are for it, though. Uh, do you feel that way? Because it feels like to me, like they're ready for it. They, it, who knows if it actually works, right? I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not saying that. You know, they're going to be flawless this season, and they have so much depth, and all the depth is going to be great. But they are as prepared as much as you can for a season like this. And that's a pretty impressive thing to say about. The they union. they they talk the talk in in December after MLS cup saying we're going to do tactical uh, flexibility for, for real this time. We're going to do, we're going to sign X, X and X they did. And by doing that, they've increased their depth. I mean, Damian Lowe is an MLS caliber center back Um, started all last year with inner Miami is an international teammate of Andre Blake. Chemistry is, is there. And Brendan Craig is, is a rising star for the USU twenties. So he, he's going to be in the mix as well. Um, Joaquin Torres, from every account, has has been phenomenal since he joined up with the team. You have Odata, who we don't know much anything about yet um, in terms of playing style, but we'll find out soon. Um, if you watched Orlando City over the last few years, you know Andres Perea. So I think there's a lot there. And then this is Quinn Sullivan as the – the backup striker that that that's going to be fascinating because I mean, he's, he's a pest. <laughs> that's the best way to describe him. Excuse me. So I think, I mean, this roster is complete. Um, they've filled their holes. Um, I don't know if there's a, a criticism you could have right now. The criticism down the road might be, well, if, if Quinn Sullivan doesn't score goals, you know, what does the number three striker role look like? But, I'm not going to sit here on February 16th and complain about it right. because because every review we've gotten from Jim Curtin about Sullivan in that role has been positive. And again, he doesn't single out players unless he's really impressed. And the three guys we've heard a lot about are Sullivan, Bueno, and Torres. And they're not they're not shoe-ins to be starters next Saturday. They all might be on the bench. So that's a that's a positive thing, and um, a lot of people are expecting a lot of things out of out of who up top as well. I think that's going to be the big uh, 
the big shouldering of expectations is this yeah year. you know what maybe that's something i'll save for our big preview yeah but you know obviously we saw Gazdag from the first year in the mls to the second obviously mm-hmm. different circumstances later in the season all that stuff but we did have that injury so it was pretty much a late start for him too but, but in terms the of the jump like the jump from year one to yeah. two i mean who it could do uh, maybe maybe not i don't know because guys took a huge leap like it was the, incredible so the, to see what he did. the circumstances are a little different because yeah Gazdag had just so many games on his legs and he he really came into a form at about the final third of the 2021 season whereas ua once he was healthy he hit the ground running in the summer so but he did deal with the injury and it did take he didn't have a full season which is scary because he looked pretty he looked pretty strong next to Carranza when he was up there so yeah um, I think that's a fair comparison to make in terms of production um, I'm hoping within the next few days we get um, from somewhere golden boot odds um, I know we did Ooh, last year nice. MVP odds we have we have few I can't wait to go over all of those uh, once we yeah. get our big preview we have we have MLS we, we have MLS cup odds but everybody has that so I'm waiting to see what gets listed in terms of odds, because uh, I think there are a, a few people within the union fan base, not sure about nationally yet. I don't have my pulse to the national uh, psyche, but I could imagine a few people will be betting on Michael Ua to win the golden boot. And that's, Oh, I love that. Oh man. That's something that, my, could, that could happen. It gets me fired up. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, we're going through some of the news and notes here, and uh, I, this can be the last thing, and we can bring up uh, anything else that you mm-hmm. want to as well. But I found really interesting his quotes uh, about Anthony Fontana and uh, Jack DeVry, uh, both uh, obviously uh, Anthony Fontana mutually parted ways with uh, Siri B, and also mm-hmm. uh, was Jack DeVry was sent alone, all that stuff. Um, but it's it's Curtin's quote of like, and this is the honesty that I feel like the union give every player, like mm-hmm. honesty of hey. Yeah, you should go over here. You should be doing this. Yeah, but the it was it's a really good quote. But obviously, he was asked, uh, "Could they return?" And he said, "The door is never closed." Curtin said, "Players always and they should want to play at the highest possible level, and they can. It's not easy though. The dream of Europe sometimes is different than what it looks like on TV. When you watch Champions League and Man City play against Chelsea, it's not all like that." Like, man, that is such a very honest and grim portrayal of like, not everything is all sunshine and rainbows over there. Yeah. And look, I, that was me. I stuck that question at the end of the. That's a great, that's great because Because, that is a really good quote. Because like, it is curious because you see Anthony Fontana part ways with his Serie B club. and, And Jim mentioned that he was, uh, keeping fresh with the, the union players down in Delaware um, during January. And DeVries, like we never saw what he he was uh, capable of because of the concussion and he had aspirations of going to Europe. I mean, look, he signed a homegrown deal with the union over PSV. Um, that's no secret. That, that happened a few years ago. Um, and he signed with Venezia and now he's going on loan to a club I've never heard of in Finland. Uh, the only other American I've ever heard of playing in Finland was like Freddie Adu playing um, for some team on loan for like six months. Um, that's not a promising sign uh, for him, but hey, look, everybody takes their own path and Jim Curtin will tell you that. Um, the Fontana thing is interesting. Um, uh, look, 
I don't think he'd he'd fit this current iteration of the union just because he wouldn't get the minutes that he wanted. I mean, where, where is he going to where is he going to fit? You know what I mean? Is he taking minutes away from Quinn Sullivan up top? I don't think so. Um, but it, it it is fascinating to see like the the paths of some of these guys, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Everybody's not Brendan Aaronson, <laughs> you know. And and look, you wish Paxton Aaronson all the best. But you don't know that he's going to skyrocket. You don't. Um, Nothing's you guaranteed. You, ho- you hope. Yeah. He you hope. He does. Does. I, absolutely. Yeah. It's just nothing's guaranteed. But it, it it is kind of interesting to kind of juxtapose Brendan Aaronson going from the Union to Salzburg to Leeds, Mark McKenzie going to Gank, but now getting the interest from the Bundesliga, potentially from the Premier League. You know, there's been there's been calls made to the union about Mark McKenzie because people are doing their like he's had a really good season at Gank. He's in the national team picture. The natural progression is upward to one of the big five leagues. So of course they're going to be calling in to you know do all their their background checks on, you know, hey, what what did he bring when he was here? How did he develop all that kind of stuff? for teams that, that don't know about him. Um, and then the other side is the, the Fontana de Vries being um, not panning out yet. You know, we've seen the really good. We've seen the really bad so far with former union players in Europe. And that's just, it's going to continue. That's the cycle. I mean, you apply it to countless individuals who were American national team product prospects that shined and, and didn't, you know, it, it's kind of, they sink or swim. So we'll see what, what happens, but yeah, it was, it was kind of just one of the gyms. Yeah. Thoughts on, on those two. And, and those, are, those are good thoughts. Yeah. Those are interesting thoughts. So uh, I saw that and I was like, man, that's some really good stuff. Uh, I think last year. Fontaine, and doesn't that think, kind of paint the picture? Obviously different circumstances of different players and like Kai Wagner is getting interest from different teams and, you know, potentially, but like, it's, it's, the same exact, but it, it's the same exact it, message. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Of like, don't it's just fun. jump at anything. Yeah. You know, you, you're yeah. waiting for the best opportunity because none of these things are guaranteed. It can mm-hmm. get really bad, you know, and, and things don't work out. So like the, that's that's the thing of like maybe could be a glimpse of like why Kai Wagner hasn't moved yet, because these are difficult decisions to make. Like mm-hmm. this isn't easy and you just jump on anything. Uh, it's, yeah. it's tough to make these decisions. I will I will put a little note in there. He was Jim was asked today about the, the Wagner contract contract situation. Of and course. Look, we're gonna <laughs> your weekly is, Kai Wagner contract update. Kai, Kai Wagner's contract is gonna it's be, gonna be a new, segment on this podcast every it, single week. <laughs> it's going to be the new Moadu's knee uh for this season in press oh, conferences no. until it gets done. Um look he's I feel, here. we've been talking about this every week for three years now yeah. at least for me because since i've been part of this for three no every yeah every. and at, at some point we kind of just have to like let it be for a while yeah like right there's, there's like there's a transfer winter coming up in the summer who knows what will happen between now and then uh, and look uh, we we talked about this on the last pod but is it really worth joining the, the, the 13th place team in the bundesliga when you can win potentially win titles and get paid a decent amount here. Like it's again, it's down to the individual, but yes, the, there has been no official, official word on the Kai Wagner contract situation. Maybe we'll hear something next week when all the media is in front of everyone in Chester, but I wouldn't sit on, on pins and needles waiting for something. Um, 
at least in, in terms of news right away. Like this is a, a big decision. All right, Joe, any final uh, things from the press conference or anything else uh, before we wrap things up? We need to set time limits better. <laughs> Are you critiquing us now? I'm, I'm critiquing our performance here. We said oh, half. Man. We said half an hour. Not much to talk about. Let's just go over some of the things Jim mentioned. And now I we're, know once there are, are things to talk about, on. we're gonna have like two hour pods. Oh I, my! I, Lord. I swear to God, if we do a, a two hour <laughs> podcast, John, we're not gonna make it to the end of the season. That is I don't not. Know. You know cards. what? If that's what the people want, Joe, we give the people what they want. I, if they I mean, want two hour pods. I hope they don't. Gonna, I hope like forty five minutes to an hour. They're like, this is great. We're but not gonna have. We're not gonna. We're not going to have a pregame and postgame radio show to just spew our thoughts out. So you're just going to have this on on Tuesday or Wednesday during exactly. the week. <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, UnionSoccerBlog.Substack.com. And again, I know you talked about this beginning of the pod, but also do it at the end here. What do we got coming up here on the Union Soccer Blog, Joe? Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, I think we'll be in. I'm gonna be in Chester pretty much all all week next week. Um, hoping to catch up with a few players ahead of uh the opener. We'll have some sort of MLS season. Like everybody writes an MLS season preview. Uh, we're most likely our preview. We'll do it on the podcast, but there will be a betting angle because not a lot of people do that. So if you're looking for an uh, season preview from the written perspective mine is probably going to be betting wise just because you can go to mlssoccer.com or any other site that covers mls and they're going to tell you who signed for the columbus crew and who left to the portland timbers this year i'm not going to repeat that content so you'll get that uh hopefully if things go well we'll have a pretty big feature uh midweek next week as well um but then it's kind of off to the races you name it, it will be on there. Uh, game recaps, analysis, um, analysis, which will be film sessions. The podcast is linked there as well. Thank you to everyone who's already um, subscribed and, and listened to the, the first one. I mean, we'll be jabber jawing away about the union for <laughs> at least once a week on the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be, I am it, as well. It, it's going to be a long season with a lot of games. Oh, um, so many. Which, which is why I'm kind of happy there isn't a lot of news right now because it, it's going to oh, be... Once a, it gets it, going, it's not going to stop. It's going to be a shock to the body when, I, when I'm when i like writing post-game next Saturday and I'm like, oh, this is what it's like. Instead of talking, I have to like write my thoughts again. Yeah, you got to get back in the journalism shape, Joe. Come on. <laughs> Um, all right, unionsoccerblog.substack.com. Subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to the Union Soccer Podcast. Be sure to stay tuned here as we will absolutely have some dates for you when it comes to more podcasts and especially uh, season preview as we got coming up right around the corner, first game of the season. So we'll have season preview, everything you need, and of course, betting stuff and also follow the union soccer pod on twitter at union soccer pod you can follow joe the star of the show on twitter at jtanzy 90 and follow me john jansen at jjansen 34 on twitter 
And uh, you'll probably see me buying another Gazdag jersey again, like an absolute sucker with the new kit. You you need to buy like a, a home kit too with with Gazdag, just so you can have like a an entire collection of <laughs> a collection Gazdag, of Gazdag kits. kits. <laughs> if you want to fund that to me, let me know. I'll set up a GoFundMe. Like, let's fund fund John's obsession with Gazdag uh, Union kits. I, I mean, if, if you really and maybe I could maybe get... I could get like, dude, his his national team. I was jersey, just gonna say but... that. There you go. Let Maybe me get, get like that a, kit, dude. Like a Honved throwback kit. There yeah, you go. Yeah, now we're talking. Now that yeah, be- that's what I love. I love like all those college jerseys people are aware of, like really good players. And I'll I'm gonna do that with Gostek. I'll have all of we're, this. We're gonna that that obsession. You're gonna get Jack McGlynn's like Union Academy yeah, yeah, 17 yeah, yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead oh, of instead that's of a, great. Instead of a college jersey. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna set up a GoFundMe. John's weird Union uh, kit obsession. Uh, there's right. a lot of there's a lot of weird gear that that people find. So it. people actually may like respond to you it. with that. I I. For about two years too long, I had a, a Richie Marquez um, growth chart that was like <laughs> I found in the parking lot at, on, on the way out of the stadium when they gave it out that night. Yeah. And I just sho- I just shoved it in the closet, like forgot I had it. And then like I was doing cleaning when I was moving. And I'm like, do I really need a, a life size growth yes. chart of, of, of Richie Marquez? Yes. Um, the answer is no. That one. No, trash. the answer is no. Oh, <laughs> boo. Boo. All right. I, wish, I do you. wish they did. I do wish they did promotions like that, though. That would that would that would be cool. But yeah, I digress. Let's 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 be done. Let's wrap things up here. That is it for the Union Soccer Podcast. Stay tuned for more right here on the Union Soccer Blog.